It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. Growth is painful. Change is painful. But nothing is as painful as staying stuck where you do not belong. And our Narayana Murthy. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Time with Fred podcast. This is a podcast that challenges paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. Today with me is a very familiar face to those of you who've been following the podcast. We have as a special guest, Dr. Noel Nelson. She actually was a guest uh, on episode 17. Uh, she spoke on forgiveness. So if you missed it, I encourage you to go back and find that podcast and I'm sure it will transform your life. Dr. Noel Nelson is an internationally respected psychologist, consultant, and author who just released her latest book, Phoenix Rising. Dr. Noel Nelson has been featured on ABC News, The Early Show, The View, Montel, MSNBC, Fox News, and conducted many seminars across the world. Dr. Nelson, welcome to episode 51 of the Time with Fred podcast. Thank you, Fred. I'm honored. Pleasure is all mine. Dr. Nelson, I, I think it goes without saying that once, once in a while for all of us, we're, we're going to face life situations that's going to push us um, in a hole, right? We're all going to feel stuck at some point. And, and for many, uh, unfortunately, they just can't seem to find that strength um, to get unstuck. And you did a recent podcast that I listened to, which I love so much. And you talked about how to rock the boat safely. Dr. Nelson, talk to us about just the premise behind how to rock the boat, the boat safely. Well, a lot of people, when they get stuck, it's not because their lives are bad. If your life is really, really bad, you're not stuck. You're ready to scream and rant and rave and do whatever you need to get ahead or out or whatever your word might be. Stuck is different. Stuck is when things are okay. Everything is kind of okay. You know, the relationship is okay. The job is okay. And frankly, you feel like you're drowning because you can't really scream at it. You can't say, oh, this is awful. It's not awful. But nor are you jumping up and down with joy at anything in particular. And for a lot of people, you know, it gets scary. You, you don't want to throw away the good stuff because just because you're stuck doesn't mean there isn't good stuff. There is, but there's a piece or several pieces that just aren't, aren't doing it for you. So the purpose of this podcast was, okay, okay, let's look at how do you rock the boat? Cause that's what it's gonna feel like, but do it in a way that feels safe. Because that Fred is what keeps people from moving out of stuckness, it's fear. I'm gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm gonna make a mess of this. Everybody's gonna hate me, uh, you know, you name it. There's a fear. And for a lot of people who, and that's a good point, by the way, for a lot of people who, for whatever reason, don't want to give life another chance, make the argument that it's because they've been hurt before, they've been hurt, whether it's, you know, losing a loved one or losing a business or, gosh, even, you know, this pandemic, right, with all the lives that have been lost and the layoffs and all of that. So they, they feel safe to stay in that cocoon, right, as, as, as I'd like to put it. And, and because of fear, like you rightly said, for fear that if they venture out again, they might get hurt. So 
they'll much rather stay where they are um, and not and not even want to give life a second chance. Your thoughts on that? Well, for one, I think that's terribly sad because life is meant to be lived, not endured. Now there are situations where we endure. There, there's just no other word for it. You know, my my best example for that, Fred, is think of a baby trying to learn to walk. The baby will fall down, I don't know, a gazillion times. Mm -hmm. And the baby never says, oh, that's it, I'm done. Um, I mean, you know, come on, I failed at this 122 times just in the last half hour. I can't possibly achieve walking. But babies are instinctively programmed to just keep doing it, keep trying to do that walking thing. And more than nine times out of 10, 99.9% .9 of the time, the baby achieves that. And we forget that that's true for all of us. Yes, we've all failed. We've all failed at more than one thing usually. But those who really enjoy life and succeed at life in the fullness of it are the ones who are willing to get up again, walk out that door, meet that person, and give, as you so beautifully put it, life a second chance. That is a very good point. I love the analogy um, of, of the baby, and, and, that, and that is so true. And I think if there's anyone, Dr. Nelson, who understands uh, this fully well is you, you uh, went through a tragedy years ago when you lost uh, your house through a fire. For those who have not heard your story, could you share that um, story with us and, and, and what happened um, on that fateful day? Sure. Um, it was actually not very long ago. It was in November of 2018. Uh, my house was among the homes destroyed, level to the ground, nothing, absolutely nothing left. Um, in the Woolsey fire in, here in Southern California. And it was such a shock because um, I am currently, let's see, I was at the time 71 years old. And that house had been my home for 18 years and it contained all of those years of life, if you will, because it never occurred to me that I would ever live anywhere else. It was my dream house. It's been written up in chicken soup for the soul. I mean, it, it was just such a dream for me. So to have that gone literally in 40 minutes, I was told it burned to the ground in 40 minutes. There was nothing anybody could do. The same was true of all the other homes on our hillside. And there's an awful lot of trauma attached to that, an awful lot of PTSD and all sorts of other things. But what came out of it and what to me was far more important, Fred, is that I discovered that people are absolutely wonderful. People I didn't know, total strangers, pretzeled themselves to help me out, to help me with everything. I had to find a place to live. I had to keep working. I had to find some place for my dogs. We're the only, the only things I left, I left with were my dogs, my laptop, and my car. That was it. So I had to, to get everything going. And people were just astonishingly gracious, compassionate, helpful. So I wrote a book, that's what I do. I, I, I write books when I have an experience. And what became very obvious to me is you just gotta keep putting one foot in front of the other. You just gotta do it. And I call things like your community, your family, your job, your whatever, your anchors. Meaning that because I didn't stop 
any of those things, mostly because I was in such shock and so numb, I, I didn't know how to stop. This help came primarily from there. And then from, again, strangers, just people on the street. It was remarkable. And it was in a weird sense, an absolutely phenomenal experience. Do I wish my house hadn't burned down? Yes, of course. But out of it has come so many blessings. What a powerful perspective, Dr. Nelson. And, and for many, I mean, I, it's, it's unimaginable, right? I mean, how to, how to recover, um, you know, after having, you know, lost your house um, in a fire, other than the, the, the friends and the community, the family and all those people who rallied, rallied around you to give you the support. How did you find the strength to keep moving, to, to try again? Um, why didn't you just, just give it all up? Oh gosh, this is it. This is my, my life, my investment, and, and, and I'm done for. How did you find the strength to keep putting that foot in front of the other? Part of it comes from a sense of responsibility. I had two dogs, big dogs. I wasn't going to let them starve. I wasn't going to give them away. I had to... Uh, many mornings I had to get up because they have to be fed, watered, and peed. Mm. And there was a responsibility to um, my clients. They expect me to keep working, and, and they're right. And then there's a responsibility to my church, who frankly expected me to keep coming to church, keep singing in the choir. So in the beginning, the strength came more, not from any noble characteristic Fred, but just the sheer necessity of survival. Mm -hmm. And then the strength came later from all these wonderful people and what they were giving to me, because then it made me do want to do one thing more than a, anything else, which was to give back. Because when people are that enormously wonderful towards you, it's almost a knee jerk to want to, when you can, start to pay it forward. Because, I mean, it sounds so sort of simplistic, but that's really what it's about, is just, you've just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other so you can survive the first part, which is the shock, and the absolute surreal feeling. Fred, I, I had, for the first six months after the fire, I would, every night when I lay down, I would be afraid of trying to go to sleep because I would go through the entire house, drawer by drawer, closet by closet, and look at everything in my mind. It was horrible. But if you just keep moving, literally one foot in front of the other, eventually that subsides. And eventually life goes on in a nice way. Life goes on sort of dirgy or horrible way. I. I used to keep lists of the blessings that kept coming out of this experience. Yeah. And, and that's another powerful perspective because oftentimes we tend to focus on, on all the things that go wrong, that we miss, you know, the, what I call the, the blessings that we take for granted, right? The fact that we're, we're alive, the fact that you wake up in the morning, you can see, you can breathe, you can talk. These become so automatic, so to speak, that we tend to not downplay it, but if, if we look hard enough, we can, we can find so many other blessings for which we, we can be thankful for, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the more that we focus on those, interestingly enough, the more seem to come. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the obligations that you had, um, you know, church and, and, and your dogs and, you know, at, 
it sounds like in life we have to find, and usually when I, in the corporate world, when I interview people, um, candidates for positions, one of the questions I ask them is, is what gets you up in the morning? What, what, what wakes you up? What, what keeps you going? And I've heard so many uh, different varieties of, of answers. I've heard family, I've heard kids, I've heard my mom, I've heard all sorts of things. Um, and I think that is, a, that is a powerful thing, right? Finding a compelling reason, something that compels you to wake up in the morning, regardless of how you feel, regardless of how life may have treated you and, and the temptation to just lay in bed and, and binge watch um, on that end uh, channel, which I'm not going to say, uh, right? Or, or whatever that is, but you have to find that, that motivation, right? How do, you, how do you find that? I mean, and this is something that well, you, you and I can't give to anyone, right? They have to find whatever that motivation is. How do they reach? How do they find that motivation? Get connected to something or someone. It almost doesn't matter what. Get connected to the, to the tomatoes you're growing in your garden. Mm. Get connected to the cat you pet. Get connected to your book club. Get connected to the neighbor that walks their dog in front of your home. Get connected. Connection is really what saves us. Mm. And we've seen that during the pandemic too, Fred. Staying connected somehow. Zoom, Skype, cell phones, I don't care what. Stay connected because that is our saving grace. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you mentioned that the pandemic and I think that uh, brings up another important point because many of us found ourselves isolated, right? Get, getting stuck at home, whatever, and, and we lost that, that connection. And for a lot of folks, it drove them uh, into, into depression. But thank, thankfully, at least we have a little bit of a reprieve where we can still do that. We have the technology and all of that to be able to do that. Uh, but going back to, I'm sorry, go ahead. Beyond the technology and so forth, there are people who have been wonderfully creative. Um, I, I have a Facebook page where I talk about amazing seniors. And one of them was a fellow in Italy who opened up his apartment windows and he was like four flights up, something like that, and, and played the piano so that people would have some joy with the music. Yes. Now, that's just one example, but there were tons of things like that going on where people were trying to connect and to help other people connect because we are humanity. We aren't just, you know, Noel, Fred, et cetera. We're humanity and we need connection. Yes. Which is also why people adopted pets during the pandemic at a much greater rate than they usually do is because we need connection. And again, as you so aptly said, Fred, it's gonna be different for everyone. The what isn't nearly as important as the that you do it. Yes, yes, very, very good point. And I think we're. I think that also speaks to the creativity of us as humans, right? We can find ways uh, to to break to to break that barrier and 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 get connected to 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 other people. Um, going back to um, rocking the boat, you, you mentioned a few steps or some ways that we can we can we can rock the boat safely. Can you share a few of those with us? Sure. I would say the first and probably the most important is to dream your dreams. A lot of us give up on our dreams and that's sort of foolish because there's no reason why you can't dream your dreams. You may tailor them to wherever you are in life and that sort of thing, but you got to first have a dream to make a dream come true, which I think is a Disney line, but it is fact. So dream your dream, whatever it is, if it's a better relationship, a better job, if it's an entirely different career, if it's owning a pet, getting it, you know, adopting a child, 
whatever it is, dream your dream. And then secondly, is do your research. Now, this is where people fall down a lot, Fred, is they're reluctant to actually look and see how doable is this? What are the, what would I have to do? Who, who has done this successfully before me? And again, the what doesn't matter very much. Dreams are very personal and very subjective. Great. Do your research. Have a, have a more realistic idea of what are the steps? What, what, what would get me from here to there? The next thing would be take small steps. This is not the time for quantum leaps. This is the time to, like the toddler, take one teeny little baby step, see how far that gets you, fall on your behind, no problems. Get up and take another teeny little step. You'd be amazed at how many steps you can end up taking if you'll just take one at a time. Kind of assess where am I at relative to my dream, relative to my research that I've done. And Okay, this is where the safety comes in. You take small steps, you won't scare yourself half to death or your family or anybody else. And then the last piece would be, Fred, keep moving. Keep moving. Mm. No matter what, keep moving in the direction of your dream. Snails get there just as well as eagles. Just keep moving. And you surprise yourself at where you get. And I, I, I love those steps. Uh, dream, research, uh, take take steps and, and then keep keep moving I, I think for a lot of folks yes we love the dream part right because it's a you know it involves no work anyone can dream and then the research yes you know but then when it comes to taking the steps and to keep moving i think that's where a lot of us falter because we we take the steps like you rightly said with a baby you'll fall and oh gosh you know how, how many times do i have to fall to you know to keep getting back up right and i think there's a scripture that says the righteous falls but every time they, they get up and they keep moving but and again, I think that's 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 where, you know, oh, gosh, I fell. So this must have not been, you know, what I was supposed to do. Right. And so they give up. And for a lot of people, as you rightly know, they, they give up when they're so, so close to accomplishing their dreams. Um, if they only kept moving or maybe kept putting one foot in, in front of the other, they'll, they'll get to where they, they need to get to. And I want us to spend a little bit of time, Dr. Nelson, because this is where really a lot of us get get tripped. Someone falls again, you know, try, tries to take a step, they fall, they get hurt, and, and perhaps they talk to people like, no, you, you're being foolish, you know, to, you know, apply wisdom here, right? It's, it's not meant to be. I mean, what else do you need, you know, to show you that this is not going to work, right? Persistence. How, how do we find that persistence or how do we become so convinced that regardless of how many times I fall or falter, I've got to keep going because there is there is there is certainty that this is really where I need to be. I've got to I've got to we've got to rock this boat. We've got to push the envelope. But we run into resistance and we give up. We try applying for jobs. Oh, there are no jobs. You know, we're two or three times we don't get a job, and so we give up. Relationships, we give up. Right? How do we keep or you know? Is it the fine? It's a fine line between faith, faith, and foolishness, right? How do we draw that line between faith and foolishness? There's a wonderful quote. I'm pretty sure it's from Michael Jordan, and I don't know the exact quote because there's all I, sorts of numbers in it. I think but I know the one you're referring to. How many times he has missed the shot, yes. lost the team, the team's game? If you could find it, Fred, that'd be genius because I love that quote. Here's why I love it. You have a choice in life. You can surround yourself with role models, affirmations, stories of people who succeed at whatever it is that you want to be doing, 
Or you can surround yourself with people who are naysayers. Choice is yours. My choice has always been to surround myself with affirmations, quotes, people, you name it, that keep me moving, keep me moving, no matter how many failures, no matter, because believe me, there have been plenty, no matter what's going on. That's where I get my ability to keep moving forward. And what the other part of that is to be willing to accept change. In other words, you want to get to point from A, from A to B, okay? And in your vision, in your research, you've decided that the way to get from A to B is a certain set, steps, whatever, processes, okay? But life comes along and wow, off you go. So the ability to accept and move with change, to be flexible, is one of the key ingredients to being successful, mm -hmm. which if you read any of the, of the books or listen to podcasts or whatever of highly successful people, is what they've done, is they've allowed life to move them to the left when they wanted to go right, and yet find a way to keep going. Because when you didn't get that first job, that second job, that third job, maybe the change being asked is, well, maybe this isn't quite the right mm. venue or quite the right type of job. Mm. Or maybe I ought to be showing off this talent mm -hmm. of mine rather than that talent. Maybe I need to go back to school for a mm -hmm, semester. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That flexibility, instead of doubting yourself constantly, is be willing to move and change, kind of like water going through a riverbed, yes. so that you can get to your end point. One of the most inspiring groups of people for me are the differently abled. People who are missing a leg, an arm, two legs, two arms, an eye, an ear, whatever, you name it, believe me, there's people all over the planet that are missing all sorts of what we think of as ordinary parts that most of us take for granted. And when I watch these people's ability to go forward in life, mm. to be flexible and adapt their wonderfully differently abled persons mm. to what it is they want to do, I'm blown away. I'm totally blown away. They make me look like a worm. That's right. They are so wonderful. So take examples from there. If we can have Olympic athletes missing a whole leg, goodness gracious me. Goodness gracious. Yeah. That, that, that is so. And I found a quote by, by the way, and I'm going to, I'm going to read it. It says, um, and I quote, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game, winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that's why I succeed, end quote. And this is attributed to Michael Jordan. I love that quote too, by the way. And, and oftentimes you, you see legends or, or experts who are so good at what they do. We admire them for what they're doing. There's nothing wrong with that. What we often don't see or fail to consider is the work that they put into it behind the scenes, right? You know, how many times they've tried, you know, like the quote we just written, you know, how early they wake up in the morning to go and work out and, and put in the sweat equity, as I'd like to call it, before they become so experts. All we see is just the end result. We don't see the work that they put into it. And if we'll, we'll look at things differently and, and realize that they didn't get to where they are or where they, they, they got to overnight, um, it, it will change a lot of things. But you mentioned 
uh, the differently abled. And I have a very good friend who's been a guest as well on the podcast, Dr. Nelson, um, Alvin Law, who lives in Canada. He was born without arms. And um, it's amazing when I watch his video and I hear her story and see the kind of things he does, driving with his feet on the steering wheel, typing uh, with his feet and doing all sorts of amazing things. You're right, you're right. I, I wonder if he can do this, how much more us? I mean, we're, we're, we're lucky, we're blessed to have all our, our limbs and everything in place, but we can't sometimes nearly do half the things they do even with their, with their disability. Isn't, isn't, isn't that amazing? Yes. So, you know, when we get into our uh, kind of little, little self-pity mode, oh, I failed again and that didn't work, is frankly, take a page from Michael Jordan, take a page from the differently able because they are stellar examples. And I guarantee there are plenty of mornings they didn't want to get out of bed, mm -hmm. plenty. And if they didn't muster up from somehow, somewhere, the wherewithal to move forward, we wouldn't be seeing these spectacular results. So true, so true. Dr. Nelson, you've written over a dozen books. The most recent one um, is uh, Phoenix Rising. Can you tell us a little bit about that book and uh, the inspiration behind it? Well, Phoenix Rising is about surviving catastrophic loss, fires, hurricanes, floods, tornadoes. So it, it was birthed out of the story that I told you a little earlier about the uh, total destruction of my home in November of 2018. And it's almost impossible for me not to write. It, obviously, I, <laughs> that's why there's so many books. Um, I like to joke that I don't have children and therefore I write books. Um, they, they are my, my babies. And it was so clear to me that an awful lot of people didn't had trouble seeing their way out of the despair and the destruction and the PTSD. And yes, it's awful. I've been there. I've truly, truly been there. And therefore I felt compelled to share my story, not so much for the story, but for what I learned from it. Some of which I've shared with you, the importance of connection, the wonderfulness of people, the, the keep yourself moving forward, have those anchors in your life that help you get out of bed in the morning. And I don't care if it's your dog, that works just fine. Or the garden that you want to water, it doesn't matter a bit. But giving actual practical tools to people was very important to me. So that's how the book was was born and is. I, I that couldn't have been a, a better time, um, Dr. Nelson, because you, you you look around us. I mean, even right now, uh, with what's happening with, with with Haiti, right, with with what they went through, um, you know, the assassination of the, of the president, and then the earthquake that just some someone rightly said Haiti can't just seem to catch a break, right? Every time you turn around, there's something happening, and you think about the people there. Uh, you think about what's happening right now with, with this whole, you know, Afghanistan situation. You think about Tennessee, the, the floods and, and, and all of that we we're dealing with. There is just so much that's going on right now. And I, I think that book, the timing of that book um, um, is, is, so, is so on point here. Um, one question, Dr. Nelson, that I like to ask my, my audience, um, especially those who have just, you know, been through so much, but just still have the strength uh, to keep going like yourself, is, is, is what defines them. And if I were to ask you, what, what, what defines you, Dr. Nelson? A profound belief that we are here to be happy. Hmm. 
that joy is really the nature of what we're here for. However, individuals define that. The other thing that I would say defines me is I often joke and say on my tombstone, which I don't want a tombstone, but that's beside the point. It will say the thank you lady because my, my theme through all of my books and through my life ever since I've been in my 30s and 40s when I sort of woke up, if you will, um, the theme is appreciation, is the, the enormous importance of gratitude and of valuing this amazing world we live in and the amazing humanity that we are blessed to live amongst and with. Um, so those two things, joy and appreciation. Yeah. If there's someone listening um, to us right now who may feel, may feel stuck in life due to whatever reason um, and so deathly afraid of, of, of touching that boat, let alone rocking it, rocking it safely. Um, what would you tell that person right now who's listening to you? Life is meant to be lived. Take a page from whomever you admire and let them inspire you. Start paying more attention to the beauty around you, the sun that rises, the bloom that blossoms, the tree that stands so tall and proud. Pay attention to those things and let them fill you and inspire you. Wow. Of all the books that you've written, Dr. Nelson, which one would you say is, uh, is your favorite? Oh, it's always the latest one. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I mean, just as yourself, we, we are always seeking to improve, Yes. right? So hopefully my writing gets a little bit better with each book. Hopefully I have understood a little bit more about life and I've been able to express it hopefully a little better in each book. So my favorite's always the last one, yeah. <laughs> which in this case is Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising. Is there is there more in the works? Right this second, no. Um, but you know, I always say that and my BFF then always says to me, oh, that's all right, Noel, it'll come next week. <laughs> so I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. And where can our listeners uh, find a copy of that book? Amazon, the place where the world shops. Exactly, right. Any final words, uh, Dr. Nelson, you want to share with our listeners? Just to know that life truly is what you make of it. And it is always a personal choice whether you want to make of it something that pleases you or something that depresses you. And we have so much help to go in the direction of that which pleases us. Take it. True words have never been spoken. Life is truly what you make of it. Dr. Nelson, thank you so much for coming again on our, on our podcast and sharing some profound wisdom uh, with our audience. And um, if you've not checked out Dr. Nelson's, any of her books, uh, I definitely encourage you to, to visit her website. It's going to be on the screen. It's noelnelson.com, I believe. Uh, and, and check out her books. And even if you've not listened to that podcast that we did, episode 17 on forgiveness uh, I encourage you to go back and watch your tip um, we'll appreciate it if you can give us a review on iTunes this is really what keeps the podcast going 
Thank you again for watching and Dr. Nelson, thank you for coming on the show again. And until next time, stay well. Thank you, Fred.